This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. The inner glow that lets you know to call your brother's son. The story's just begun. The problem of what's to come. And I'm a remainder soldier to the warriors. One. Judo flip. Chop, chop. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Basement Bookers podcast. This podcast is rated off for realness. The most realest ninjas you ever knew. Coming straight out of the star-throwing ninja style of the Shaolin. Here. This is me, Basement Jer, Samurai Jer, and this is Rich Deriz. He's a regular ninja. I'm not a magic ninja? No, you're just a regular ninja. Because magic ninjas, they make it to call time. On time. Listen, listen, listen. There are issues. Magic ninjas don't have kids. Out of my control, out of my (laughs) control, and I let you know as promptly as I could and as accurately as I could... Time frames. Got it. I kept in contact. All right, but I didn't you, just... you can't be a magic ninja. Like, that that requires magic. You didn't use any of that. No. No, you just... And there's nothing wrong but being a regular ninja. Like, I don't know what your problem is with regular-ass ninjas. Like, they can still kill a man. Still don't want to be a regular-ass ninja, as you put it. R.A.S. Ninja. I guess. All right. Are we going straight into the news? I'm no. Why do you ruin every intro to this podcast? (laughs) I have to do everything. This is a wrestling podcast, everybody. I just want you to welcome you to this wrestling podcast where you talk uh, wrestling. Uh, The original name for this podcast was supposed to be Meat Slap and Meat, but somebody. That actually would have been better. Somebody maybe. shot it down. I'm not saying who, but it wasn't me. Because it was going to be wasn't... meat. Because I was telling the wife about it. Meat slapping meat. Because then it could be about anything involving meat slapping meat. It could be UFC. It could be WWE. It could be any kind of wrestling. Any kind of wrestling. You know? But, you know, I, there might be issues. I can either confirm nor deny that that was an original proposed name. For the podcast. I mean, it's a lot better than uh, Wrestle Chat. What do you think? It is. Literally anything was better than that. I really... And... It really (laughs) just should have been meat slapping meat, but, you know, things... You know, sometimes you gotta be brave, and neither one of us was. No, I certainly wasn't. No. Um, Speaking of not being brave... What? Speaking of not being brave, my cowardly ass would, as always, like to thank our tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Marines, for allowing us this platform with which we can speak with you, the Bookiverse. Thank you, tribal chief, Roman Marines. Yeah. Great. So, uh, straight into the news. We absolutely are going to talk about Biggie's title win. That's not technically news. No, news it's on air, fucking but we'll get news. That. It's news, it news? because... Okay. You know what? Maybe it's not news to people that listen to this podcast because the proclamation was made here. I fucking told you motherfuckers. I told all of you what was going to happen. And nobody said shit. Not one of you. Not one fucking tweet about Basement Chair prophesizing what occurred this past Monday night. I told it from the mountain. Hashtag Basement Chair called it. 
yelling it from the mountaintop. As as he often does. I gotta give him credit for that. He's right on a lot of his predictions. He, uh, he is more often than not the basement champion for beating a reason. beating people over the head with the fact that y'all need to stop it with this. When's he gonna cash in on Roman? I always said it was gonna be Bobby Lashley. I always <laughs> said that. Always said that. Maybe there was times when I was like, eh, maybe no, no. I knew he was gonna do it after what he did to his friends, man. Mm-hmm. The Ro- the Roman stuff was a was a really good swerve. All those interactions with with Heyman and the fact that he's still interacting with Heyman the same way is it, it's gold. Yeah, well, we all know what he got for that. What what who got beat? Yeah, he got gold. No, he got beat down. Oh yeah, that's watch true. the rest of the episode. How about that? You talk about the rest yeah, of the true, episode. True, true, true. <laughs> true, true, true. Oh, I mean, it was great seeing Biggie win the title. Yeah, look, look, you, Rich. You, no, you, you did call it. Yeah, I, you called it. I was rooting for it. Mm-hmm. Uh great moment. And he he looks. He, he you could tell he is genuinely happy. As I think anyone is when they win. The world I mean, title. it's the WWE Championship. It is. It's, a, it, it's kind of a big deal. Capital B, capital D. I mean, I guess kinda. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't take it off of him soon. Let him get a run. Maybe longer than Kofi. I thought Co- I thought Kofi's reign, like the way he was being booked, I kind of felt like Kofi's reign was a little dragged out because they were kind of telling the same story over and over. Oh, 17 years in the ground. Finally! Finally, a champion that looks like me. Scrawny and a caved-in chest. Just like me. (laughs) He has, like, the negapex somehow. And he fucking knows. That's why it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just fucking talking shit. He knows. It's like Biggie's pecs are the opposite of Kofi's pecs. Word. If there could be an opposite of zero. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, congrats to Biggie. Awesome. I. This is going to be an entertaining world title run, I believe. But so by default, he's not necessarily still on SmackDown. I think. I think. I think he's a Raw guy now because he has Raw's world title. Unless they formally have to draft him. I think that's why they're making the draft when it is. Yeah, yeah, they were completely unclear about that. As is custom. Uh, anyway, sorry. As is custom. Yeah. Um, other than Biggie's successful cash in, uh, in the news, next big story was uh the dark side of the ring episode with um the plane ride from hell, which we've heard a lot about. Over the years, um, and we finally we finally got like a lot of detail on it. So, um, following his comments on that episode, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, so we're gonna talk about some comments from it right now. So if you haven't watched it yet and don't want spoilers and somehow haven't heard about it, fast forward a couple minutes. All right. So, Come out following his comments from that, that episode, you be living under my man's. Yeah. Right. Unless you're uh, living under the his... rock. Sorry, Miss Rock. Mrs. Rock or whatever. Yeah. Following his comments on that show, uh, Tommy Dreamer has been suspended indefinitely uh, from Impact Wrestling for his comments, which downplayed the seriousness of the 
allegations against Ric Flair. That's bitch shit. Um, They're mad because he said what they would say in public. That's all. That's all. They don't care what he said. They care that it was out in public and it makes them look bad. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. Because I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. But it's never really a good look to say, oh, I don't think someone would do that when, you know, it's being blatantly said that that's what that person did. You know, um, I don't know. I, I had never heard of this, the woman. I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. The, the flight attendant that um, acu- uh, made the allegations against Ric Flair. I, I don't know her name. Uh, I don't remember her name, I should say. I watched it today and I don't remember her name. Um, it's, it's just never a good look to say, oh, he wouldn't do that when mm. talking about a victim of a an assault of a sexual nature. I don't necessarily want to say a sexual assault. Um, I, I don't Listen, know. Exactly you don't have where to mince the... words here, buddy. Let me tell you something. Because if that, I just don't know the legalities no, of where the needle. Fuck lies legalese. There. All right, let's be real. Like the Basement Bookers podcast, be. I know you're the Walter Cronkite of the podcast. You know, I'm trying. Uh, but <laughs> let's just let's just call a spade what a spade is. If 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 listen, if 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 that was any of the women in my life, then Ric Flair's dick would have been kicked into his solar plexus. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it comes down to personal responsibility. And let me tell you something. Yes, I was never a woman. No, I never identified as one. So I don't. I, I will never understand the fear, the innate fear to be worried about these brutes. But you should have kicked his old ass. You should have fucked him up. Because he's a piece of shit for that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. If that was my wife, if that was my daughter, if that was my sister, all the things, it, it would be a wrap. All right? That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's... And then, and, then, and then the repercussions following it, saying she had to obviously eventually tell her husband what happened and have him say, well, why didn't you this? Or how did it get to that point? Sort of maybe passively shifting some of the blame onto her. I didn't watch like, it, but did like, he lay that, hands on her? That's not cool. Did he lay hands on her? She Well, I remember she said that, well, Flair was naked except for his robe. I know. I watched and, an episode of Heels in which they did that. I know what it might have looked like. Yeah, and... <laughs> Swinging his hammer dick around as Tommy Dreamer. Got a hammer, apparently. As apparently. So, and he, the flight attendant alleges that Flair grabbed her by either by the wrist or the hand and put it on it. Wow. Now, of course it could have been worse, but you don't do that. Nah, dude. Obviously. Oof. That's not that I don't I don't think that's ever acceptable when someone is clearly not willing to do that on their own. Obviously. Yeah. And as far as like 
who knows what was going through her head? She, she, you know, she's, she's got, she had to have been concerned for her job, concerned for her family. I don't even know if she worried what her husband was going to say because she probably, at the time, was, you know, didn't think he would turn it around on her. Yeah. Just a shitty, shitty situation. Look, it's a bad situation. Uh, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, and listen. This is hard. Like I said, this is a hard thing because it's like it wasn't you, it wasn't your this, it wasn't your that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same people out there condemning and saying all that stuff and cancel Ric Flair and all this. When and God forbid this destroys him and he's no longer with us, you don't get to fucking talk about how you miss him. You don't get to rest in peace. You don't get to do none of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know. You, you, you can eat a dick because you're just doing it now that it's fashionable. It's like, and listen, I'm not Ric Flair apologist, but the man had demons. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not excusing it. It's still wrong. But like, as much as he was that problem, right? And I'm going to do something that's unusual for me. I'm going to be doing it even in more defense of this woman. Where were the fucking men in this situation? All right, mm-hmm. where were the men doing real man shit, but bitching out because oh, it's Ric Flair, it's the Nature Boy. Where the fuck were you? That's what I want to know. Cause was it all wrestlers? How come nobody got in the middle of that? How come nobody stopped that? That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Where are the men? That's my question. Yeah, from what I remember <clears throat> of um... Scott Hall was there. But yeah, he was he, drunk he was as fuck. He, yeah, he was allegedly out out of it early. He thinks someone uh, gave him uh, what they call it an H bomb, where they put some sort of I don't remember like uh, I don't remember what kind of pill it was into a beer. They roofied him. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, where the, where that, were the men? And not for nothing, as if Scott Hall needs to be roofied. Yeah, but like, where were the men? I don't even believe that he, you know, what, I believe that he got so drunk he passed out. I agree with that. That might be Scott Hall. Scott Hall, yeah. But who knows what gimmicks he's in there. None of my business. Well, well, she accused him of assault, too. Okay, so, all right, but Tommy Dreamer was there, right? Yeah. Wasn't Goldust there, too? Yeah, and he had his own issues because, like, he was, like, Oh, singing over the PA to um, Terry, mm. who they they had just gotten divorced mm. and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she she had a pretty traumatic experience. Also, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly. Like it was the episode was called the plane ride from hell, but it also talked about something that happened backstage at the insurrection pay per view. Also, where Brock basically, I guess you would say, Rick flared her. Oh. Did you miss that part of the episode? I didn't see it, dude. I told you I didn't see it. I knew oh. about all this, but I didn't see it. I didn't have to. Oh, okay. But plus, I was the the plan was to watch it today before the podcast, but mm-hmm. I had to help my wife. We had to go okay. shopping and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I forgot. So, all right. So, so Terry told a story of how uh, I don't remember if it was before. I think it was after the pay per view. Um. You know, everyone's like, get ready to leave, whatever the case was. And she heard her name. She heard someone call her name. She she goes in, and Dustin's in there, and Brock's there, 
and Brock opens his towel. Oh. She, and this is where, I don't know if you saw in the commercials or whatever, she says, I no-sold it. I turned around, and I went into my locker room. Dustin then comes in and suggests, says to her, listen, j- just no-sell it. Meaning, like, don't don't give any reaction to it. She's like, oh, I am, whatever. I'm, I'm not reacting to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. And then on the plane, Dustin got so drunk, he got, he took the PA intercom. And was like singing some like love song into it, like I'll never forget you, I'll always remember you, you're the one for me, blah blah blah, something mm-hmm. like that. And to the point that, like, they don't say how long he was on it. Like he he was just on it for a long time, and like the flight attendants had no way to communicate with anyone because he was singing into it until he eventually passed out with the microphone thing in his hand. <laughs> Ugh, man, I would watch. I would watch the shit out of this movie. Like a documentary is one thing. Hopefully, it gives me enough. But yeah, now, now so now, now that you told me, you reminded me because my fucking brain. Um, now that you told me that you did, you didn't see it. So they, um, the plane. It was a private jet, and from a private company. Okay, so it was right? just the wrestlers then. It was just the wrestlers and whatever, like backstage. Uh, well, not like backstage crew, like cameramen, oh, or whatever. But like, so cowards. Yeah. Okay. But mm. Vince and Linda were up front. Oh, so they were there. Yes. Now, now here's the thing. So the the regular cabin was described as all first class. Got it. And then Vince and Linda had what would be like super first class. Oh, so basically almost flying the plane. Right. So. Like, the regular cabin area where the wrestlers were was oversized, comfortable. There were tables in between, like, and, like, you know, there were seats facing each other. It was, it was like a lounge. And they had, they didn't have a mini bar. They had a bar. They had, like, bar carts with full bottles. Cool. Of alcohol rather than, like, the mini bottles of alcohol. So they were, they were on the runway. Ready to depart. The plane gets delayed because of weather in Connecticut. The plane gets delayed for seven hours. They didn't disembark. That reminds me of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So everyone stayed on the plane the entire seven hours. So the flight attendant said, never before and never after that has their liquor cart had to be restocked. They had to restock the liquor bar three times. I think they drink a lot. Yes. Alcoholism <laughs> is hours. poisonous, you know. Alcohol is literally a poison. The body obviously has a tolerance to it, but that's why it destroys your liver because you, the liver is meant to filter out things like alcohol. Yeah, but like it's it's a lot of work for it. Kind of. Yeah. You know, anyway. like it would work less if you just like didn't put terrible things into yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just as yeah. a reminder. I think it's important to let people know that because a lot of times people want to talk about, you know, all the things you can do to prevent yourself from getting sick. And one of the things you can do is to prevent yourself from, you know, having adverse of reactions and like being like susceptible to sicknesses 
is to watch what you're taking in. Right. Uh, I just want to, you know, throw that out there in case you want. Maybe it's time for you to have a drink of water or something. Maybe you're dehydrated. Mm -hmm. But uh, get get some water into your body and, uh, you know, take care of that because this this is it, man. This vehicle, like whatever you get, doesn't matter if you get a shot or not. You could die. Mm -hmm. So... Just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's not like a car. You can't trade it in. You got the one body. Treat it as as if you treat it well, it will treat you well as good as it possibly can. Oh my god, dude! Imagine you could do trade ins. Oh, listen, maybe another generation. Or two. I think that's why I'm like an alcoholic in like video games. I just <laughs> like having like a different body, you know, for my mm-hmm. character. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, back to wrestling. So they had to refill yeah. the cart. And this is the first time this has happened. Never before yeah, and never again. Yes, according to this flight okay. attendant. Three times. So what happened was, like, the the flight attendants kind of stopped serving the guys. That's uh, a good but idea. They started, but they started serving themselves. Well, you know. Oh, right, so they were also inebriated. What, the flight attendants? Yeah. No, no, the wrestlers started serving themselves. They started grabbing the bottles and pouring. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, once, like, because at that point, literally, the inmates are running the asylum. This is, this sounds, it's, it, I think false imprisonment's a good charge. Like, they, they should have just, like, let them out. I, I don't know what would happen if they let them out into the airport. Probably the same thing, just, you know, on a broader scale. So, separately, <sighs> there was another issue. Um... Who? Oh, Kurt Hennig was on the flight. Mr. Perfect. Yes, he was alive. He yeah he had, he had come back and literally right after okay, so right after this incident, right after the plane ride from hell, he got fired. Oh, so he was one of the bad ones. When you when you look at the when I tell you the story, you'll be like he got fired for that, but I'll get to it. All right. So, um. Brock was asleep. Now, you already know whatever happened was a bad idea. So, Brock Lesnar's asleep. He's got... I don't know if he had shades on or whatever. But Kurt Hennig, being the jokester, he takes... He gets shaving cream, and he, like... Puts it on his hand? Puts... No, he puts shaving cream on Brock's head, right? Okay. Like a little ice cream sundae. Brock's still out. And I don't know, I guess this was a thing. He then whacks the shaving cream on his head. Like flat right on Brock's head. Oh, I would have killed him. That's what almost happened. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Brock chases him. Like they're flying from one end of the plane to the well, other. Well, if you tell, first of all, you don't even have to say flying because you're saying that Brock Lesnar. Is chasing Kurt Henning, so right. it's they're in the air at this point. I know by that, the way. but just yeah. to take people back, like we've seen how fast Brock Lesnar can move for a guy his size, for Kurt Henning to be ahead of him, and as fast as he moves, yeah, that's that's a really fast speed they're going. Yes, now it doesn't take a genius to think of this, but obviously there's only so far you can get in an airplane. Yeah, there's an end. So Brock gets his hands on him, and they're, like, scuffling. Brock's not a small dude. 
uh, I think it was JR mentioned in the story, Kurt Henning was the same height as him. So they're both 6'4". And Kurt Henning is still, he's still Kurt Henning. Right. Kurt Henning's not a small dude, and Brock is two and a half of him right. around, right? Uh-huh. They're breaking tables. They broke one of the seats. Oh, man. Did they do a, um, one of those dramatization things? A little bit. You not, see the not, shadows, not right? The, yeah. I do it. But, like, it wasn't, it wasn't detailed enough, I think. But I can see it. Like, their cutscenes are kind of okay, but they're kind of silly. It's, a, it's it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Brock slammed him into the emergency exit door. Did it go open? If they... They were in the Oh, air. never mind. Oh, so... Oh, wow. So, Was, fortunately, those things are, are somehow, like, not wired to open just on impact. Something else has to happen also. Um, They didn't get into detail on how that works. But, like... So it got to the point like they're going back and forth from one side of the plane to the other and they keep banging into the freaking wall of the plane. The pilot comes out because what are the flight attendants going to do? It's like little baby King Kong and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. The One of the pilots comes out. Vince hears a scuffle. He sends JR to the back to see what the hell's going on. And JR's like, oh, they were play fighting. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, one wrong move and the entire plane, you know, decompresses. Not quite a play fight, I don't think. Look, what I th- what, that's not what I think about when I think play fighting. That's like right. one of these guys is trying to hijack the plane. And the <laughs> other guy's just trying to stop him. That's what that is yeah. to me. That's Gerard Butler in a movie mm-hmm. versus some guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was it. The plane. So the the pilot had to come to the back because he couldn't get in touch with them on the intercom because Dustin was singing. Oh yeah, and he's not good. Right, and, and they even said he was terrible. Like he said, like if he had a good singing voice, it would have been a di- might have been a different story. Yeah, but he's inebriated. Oh yeah. So that's not helping anyone. Right. At least with karaoke, you got words in front, and it's not your song. Hmm. So. Like, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Hennig almost downed the airplane. If they had gone... Could you imagine if they had gone through the friggin' emergency There's a exit? parallel universe where this happens. And, like, like, think about that. That could have been a second plane crash that Ric Flair was in. Yeah, and he'll still survive this one, too. Yeah. Well, the, she said... The, the flight attendant said they were over the Atlantic at the time. So, she's like... Had they opened that? Had they opened that hatch? Where are you really going to land in the Atlantic? I don't care where you're landing. Ric Flair is going to be the only one that walks away from it. Definitely, I, I think that's <laughs> that's what would have happened. <laughs> so, this same flight attendant. I don't know if it was before or after the Flair thing. It must have been before. Uh, because she said, like, after the flare thing, she refused to come out of the galley, which is, like, a kitchen area. Um, so, Hall's, pa- Hall's half passed out, but n- but not fully. I don't know if she went to, like, give him a pillow or whatever, but he, like, he grabs her by the arm and pulls her in, right? And he mumbles something to her, like, I'm gonna lick you. Whoa. And, like, pulls her in and, like, goes to, like, lick her face, but, like, and she couldn't pull away until he eventually passed back out. Thank God. 
That's terrifying. No kidding. Dude, I don't feel good. This is bad. So, I can see why people oh, are having an emotional reaction to this. Yeah, it, it, it it's in, incredibly uncomfortable to to imagine this happening. I, I gotta so say, I'm kind of land. uncomfortable right now. Yeah, it's weird. Ultimately, they land, and Hall is still out of. Thank it. God. They so they said, let's get him a wheelchair. I think it was PJ Polacco because he was interviewed for it. Also, he oh said, him, he said. Yeah, he said that he he told him that he needs a wheelchair for Hall, to, and he had to get Hall through customs. So he's wheeling him through. He made up some sort of story about how he had some sort of medical condition. That's why he's all like, yeah, he's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so he he put sunglasses on him, and and Jr. Like he walks by Jr. and Jr.'s giving giving him giving Polacco this like look of death. He's like, listen, what am I? I'm I'm helping him. I I didn't do any of this. I'm just I'm just wheeling the poor guy out of here because he has to get out of here and he can't do it on his own because he's out. Okay. So, in, so like shortly after landing, mm-hmm. Vince holds uh, an emergency meeting with Jr. Head of Talent Relations at the time, and Vince is like, "All right, we need like we need to make some decisions right here, right now." Um, someone's got to pay for this shit. Hmm. Uh, whatchamacallit. Hall was let go immediately after that. Was, oh, was Hennig this was like let- during when NWO came back? Give to WWF take, at the time? Give give or take. This is like 2002, 2003, so I want to say like after the whole Austin-Scott Hall match or whatever they had. Possibly. I can't even remember that. I could have sworn they had a match. Or maybe they were supposed to have a match. I don't know. I can't say that is not the case. I don't know. Um, I hate my memory. That's okay, dude. Um, I, like I'm doing this all all from memory, by the way. Wow. But like I what a test. Say, also, I have two and a half cups of coffee. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's good for you. You should keep doing that. Two and a half cups. Yeah, of coffee. I think I'm gonna prescribe that. I you know I think so. I like this energy level. Anyway, I like it too. So. Yeah, so Henny got fired, Hall got fired. Um, they find someone. I don't remember who. So, someone got fined to sort of like um, send a message. WrestleMania 18, uh, Scott Hall versus Steve Austin. Okay. Okay. Um, so this Did is, they find so Brock? JR... Maybe they find Brock. I don't think I don't think Brock got any fines. I mean, he was he, reactive. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyone should know better than to try and fuck with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. To be well, honest, it's Kurt Henning. You know, he does that to everybody. True. Maybe someone else. Oh, oh, I forgot. Um, this was a funny one. Michael Hayes was passed out. Thank God. Waltman, X Pac, cuts off his ponytail. I've never had one, so it doesn't bother me. Like that, like, recently, past few years, the law has changed. Cutting someone's hair without their consent is now considered assault, at least in New York. Oh, 100%. Michael Hayes doesn't wake up till hours later. Has no idea who cut his hair. The next night on Raw, like literally 24 hours later, they were, you know, they had Raw. Okay. It was coming from Insurrection. Presumably, Waltman had the ponytail. 
someone had put the ponytail in a baggie, presumably Waltman, and stuck it to the locker room door. Fortunately, JR was the first one to see it and took it down and tossed it. Because why incite Michael Hayes anymore? Hayes, when he when he woke I'd up, be livid. And, like he was he was still drunk. He was asking everyone, get get in their face drunkenly, who who the fuck cut my hair? Who who did this? Like he could you you could imagine. Dude, I'd be pissed. That's mm-hmm. my hair, dude. Yeah. So I don't know if I had a sweet ponytail, bro, is what I would say if I had a sweet ponytail. Exactly. So I, I don't know if um Sean Waltman got fined. JR was given the decision was um given the power by Vince to make the decision to either fine Scott Hall or let him go. JR understood that um Scott Hall's demons were a bit much for him to control at the time and basically said you being on the road isn't good for you. So you're not going to be touring with us anymore. We're letting you go. Did they get Scott Hall to talk to him? Did they talk to him? Yeah, J- JR talked to Scott. No, I meant the people on the show. That was young. Oh, oh, no, no. Okay. No, they spoke to RVD, PJ Polacco, Dreamer, obviously. Flair, they couldn't reach for comment. Brock, they couldn't reach for comment. Yeah, you're never getting Brock Lesnar. Like, just not. Like, you got to back up a bring truck to get him to the same. You got to pay money. Yup. Plus, he's not going to document that shit. <laughs> no. No. Um, I don't remember. That's all right, man. You're doing good. Talk to Michael Hayes. Thank you. Uh, but, man, what what a plane ride. What a what a series of stories. Yeah, that was horrible. Um you know, it's not for me to decide what happens here or if anything should. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, fl- um JR made a point to mention no repercussions for Flair. That's a problem. Um because there kind of are said- repercussions, but Right, but at the time... Dude, could you imagine if everybody had a smartphone? Ugh. Forget about it. At the time, there was nothing done to Ric Flair. And JR said pr- probably because he was a made man at the time. That would have been live-streamed over Instagram or fucking everything. Facebook and shit. Forget about yeah. it. And you know, like, his even now after that airing, his career might be fucked. No, it, that's uh, that's what I'm hearing. Everybody's saying all this stuff. And I wonder if it's, like, how bad is it going to get? Is Charlotte just going to be Charlotte now, you know? Like, WWE's a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. So they might make it. Tr- and this is WWE that did that. Oh, literally, by the way, that, that Raw show, that was the first time they had to switch from WWF to WWE. That was when they started to get the F out. Oh, we were in a transitional phase. Yep. Okay. I remember we didn't see insurrection because of the time zone thing, I guess. I can do the helicopter thing. I, I think most guys can. Yeah, so why is Dreamer acting like only Flair could do it because Flair's got a hammer? I, I mean, I guess, well, maybe Dreamer has the anti-hammer. Like, I don't have a hammer, but, you know. Maybe Dreamer has a nail. Maybe he does. I don't know. I mean, guys like that, you know, sometimes... 
It's a reason they like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called little dick energy. You know, people have that. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's a real thing. I don't know. I find I I would find it difficult to try to defend those actions or those allegations. Yeah, like to any any man who's a man knows this knows the right you know thing on this. Like mm-hmm. just a decent human being knows what the right thing to do is, or what the yeah. right you know we, we all know the difference between right and wrong. You know, we're not the we not we're not those people. So I don't know. One of them even said that that H bomb the the roofie that some of the guys would sometimes you know drop that shit in a girl's drink and take advantage of her. That's awful, man. I don't and, like hearing about and that, this like, stuff. That, and that like that's just how it was at the time. It's like, <sighs> boy, yeah. No wonder he got suspended indefinitely. Mm. It's like, dude. You're admitting that you you were a part of that culture. Like, you knew this was a thing that happened. And you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you gotta... I don't know. I mean, it's like a club. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a brotherhood, like, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just... I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying, like, if you look at cultures and, like, civilizations and things like that, that's, like, this thing that's, like... It's just this primitive thing that's hard-coded into us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of that. And for both sexes, you know? Like, there's just a lot of this, like... I don't know, like, this historic DNA shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like a genetic memory you're talking about? Yeah, bro. On the scale of the universe, we were fucking living in caves five minutes ago. Yeah, so seriously. like, <laughs> like we, you know, picking bugs off each other's backs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, we really haven't come that far, but we no. do have some cool shit. I gotta say. Well, that was a much longer news item than I expected. Oh, I thought that was a segment. That's half the show. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. That's good, um, man. You did very, you know. Thank I'm still you. gonna watch it just to see it, but mm-hmm. not bad. Thank you, thank you. Um, it, it was a good episode. Sounds um, like it. I guess they were on break, so they came back. Yeah, it's like the season premiere. What's the next episode? I don't know. Okay. I, I saw FMW as an episode. Which I'm interested in that. I didn't know there was any sort of controversy around FMW, but I didn't hear much about FMW other than when uh, they were working with ECW doing a crossover kind of thing. Yeah, they could do that. That was where um, what's his name, Masato Tanaka, came over to feud with Mike Awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. Which that 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 was like the perpetual feud. That was like the um, the uh, Ric Flair Dusty Rhodes of. ECW. Chris Canyon. That's the next episode. Oh, okay. I heard that's going to be the next episode, so I'm going to definitely tune that's in for gonna that. It's going to be another rough one. Yeah. Man. you're gonna. I'm telling you, man, we're going to learn a lot about the people that we admire. You know, but I'm like, I'm not, like, surprised about anything, really. This, like, 
I don't know. There's nothing really shocking so far that's been shown on any of these Vice things. It's like a thing as a smart that you heard already, like in an internet story somewhere. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's just it's just more detail, and it's more from like the horses. Yeah, like one so of the speak. ones that I was interesting to me was about the dude that got murdered. He was like a promoter. Uh, the dude with the cowboy boots. Um, was he murdered or did he OD? I thought he OD'd. No, I, I thought they didn't know what happened to him. But I guess he OD'd. The, you know who I'm talking about, right? I do. I, I can't remember his I name. Can't, he was like... He was a, he was he was a, a madman. He was crazy. Oh, yeah. All sorts of drugs. Yeah. All the time. With the And prostitutes and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think... Like Foley he, he, was he in his whole, um, one. Run through the hotel naked. Yes, the same guy. We're talking about the same guy. We're talking about the same guy. Absolutely. All right, great, great. That yeah, was I, one I that I was like, yo, I didn't know this. And also, I think the one about Dino Bravo. Was that AWA that promoter? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's. Yeah, I can't I remember. think it's something weird. Maybe. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. Um, moving on to the next news item. And it's not going to take nearly as long. Uh, so, as we know, Smojo was forced to relinquish the NXT Championship this week, allegedly due to unnamed injuries. According to Dave Meltzer, though, Joe was brought back with the intention of being more of an office-type employee rather than a wrestler, as they're trying to phase out uh, wrestling talent that's in their 40s. According to PW Insider, the health concern is actually real, but he's not expected to be out of the ring long. I kind of don't know what to believe here. They're kind of saying two different things. So, I don't know. I I like Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, you had a good run. You know, I'm sure there's things you want to do. So, like, I would just take a break. Like, I take a break, do the, the, the office thing. And then get let go, make a comeback. You can mm-hmm. make a comeback later. Like it'll be this dope surprise. Like you could like shock the world and show up on AEW in like two or three years. Well, whenever his contract runs out, which is probably closer to three years. Uh, yeah. The, um, some some people in the forums are wondering if he was brought back just to keep him away from AEW. That might be the case because that's more matches that they could get out of them. I don't know about all that. Like, do they really think of Samoa Joe? If they thought of Samoa Joe as that kind of commodity, they would probably would have done more with them with him themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably would have made a better offer to Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. Honestly, I think what happened happened for the best. I think this is the best. I think. The situ- I think Daniel Bryan going and Adam Cole going is better for rest of the wrestling business as a whole. I agree. I just cross my fingers that Bryan Danielson doesn't injure himself again to the point where he he's forced into retirement. I try not to think about people I like getting hurt mm-hmm. because it's just like I the, with the shit that they do in there. It's like I don't I don't want to think about that. So I I'm under the assumption. That he's going to do fine and he's going to work with people that are going to protect him. 
and that he's not going to do crazy shit. He's got two kids that he wants to be around for, but I think he's so not. So we're never going to see Brian Danielson versus Jack Evans. I don't Sorry, know Jack who Evans. Jack Evans not really is. Jack Evans is the member of TH2 that's bocce. Who's TH2? The hybrid two, uh, and Helico is his partner. Is that 2.0? No. Okay, see, this is how much I know about AEW. TH2 is in HFO. Like, I say something deep and profound, and then you let everybody know just how little I know about the actual product. It's true. It, Sorry, it's there true. are too many factions in AEW. HFO, the Hardy family office. Oh, HFO. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, don't do so that. TH- just say HFO. They're the ones that wear black and green. Oh, okay. Like, if, if something has words, don't do the acronym. Just Sorry. use the words for me, because then I'll get it. Don't, now I'll assume that you got the message from me, and it's not something that I don't know. It's just something I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You didn't know what I was talking about. I had got no it. idea what the fuck you were talking about. So, the hybrid two. Got it. Are Angelico and Jack Evans. Yeah. Jack Evans is the one that like had like two botches. He has like two botches per match. He's the one that always tries the dives and like... Almost dies every time. Look, let's see. Look, I want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle Punk. I, I yes. want to see Daniel Bryan. I do. I, I. I. I am interested. Since I think we should just go into the. I am. I am going to admit my interest was peaked at the fact that they're giving away Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega on free TV for this special Grand Slam episode of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I know it's because it's not gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be some kabuki. Oh yeah. 100%. So so they're gonna do the rematch. Regarding, yes. Regarding that show, the good news it is looks like and a pay per view. It looks like a pay per view. As I'm saying, like that oh, card, yeah. it looks like a pay per view. Yeah, it does. It's 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 a stats card. It's it's one of their special episodes. I think it's smart. And it's it's going to go in it's going to bleed into Rampage also. That that episode of Rampage is going to be 2 hours. Let me ask you something. Let me answer you something. Um I'm just trying to keep the hype going here. But like <laughs> did a did NXT start naming their Wednesday night like NXTs after AEW? Because AEW would do shows like remember when like the um the lockdowns are starting, and they mm-hmm. like it'd be like you know Wednesday night it would be like uh, all in or all out or something like that, like another thing, like they'd be like a well, special I, AEW I, show and it would have a name. If I recall correctly, um, ha- AEW running special episodes that were like pay per view quality and they had names, right. Um, I, if I remember correctly, that was always kind of part of their, um, their game plan. Okay. So they did it first. Because I think they knew that not having really the name power of WWE, that they can't run a pay-per-view every month. Right. Like they, they won't get it. Um, but if they do like four or five pay-per-views a year, and maybe like a special episode like this once a month, they'll draw a lot of eyes to it. Because if, if there's a lot of buzz about a free show, and like you yourself just said, it's a pay-per-view quality free show, that that's really going to boost the ratings and get and keep people talking. You would think Raw having three hours, they'd be able to do something like that. But you'd be 
You'd be gladly they can, mistaken. They don't. You know? Yeah. It's not part of WWE's formula. It sucks. NXT doing it? I th- well, so here's the thing. I think um, NXT even moving to network TV from the network, the WWE network, I should specify, uh, was a knee-jerk reaction to AEW's de- uh, TNT debut. Okay. So, ultimately, everything NXT did, it could be argued, was a direct response to something AEW did. It could easily be argued. Direct, well, direct or indirect, but yes. If not, is not, if not for AEW's existence on TNT on Wednesday nights, NXT never would would have moved from the WWE Network to USA. Right. Which I think ultimately led to the downfall of NXT 1.0. Look, the smartest thing that AEW did was never go against Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing. That's the smartest thing they ever did. Mm-hmm. Is never touching Impact. Monday nights. Yeah, TN, T, uh, TNA slash Impact tried it. And it, it failed, failed as one would expect. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest here. And that was when TNA was, like, ve- doing very well for itself. I think the whole point of Monday Night Raw was Vince wanted to take on the NFL. Probably. You know, you think about it, that's like a Vince thing. Mm-hmm. Like, only that crazy asshole is willing to do that. Like, mm-hmm. most times, like, what? Like, I understand, like, you know, having, like, a TV show. And have it on like the same time as Monday Night Football, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not really gonna get the best shit on Monday. Let's right. be honest. It's a rough because night. everybody knows that that's for football. So you just don't put your best shit on Monday. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a really good show to go up against Monday Night Football. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What does Monday Night Football get like? Tens of millions of viewers every week? It's a lot, dude. I mean, okay, granted, we're not talking like... Like, like the numbers for now, it's different compared to the way it was back in the day. Because back in the day, there was less places you could watch football. Like, it would just be... Mm-hmm. You watch it on ABC, but now you don't really need a TV... You don't need a TV to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. I have a stat here. Monday Night Football, this is from Statista.com. Monday Night Football averaged 11.8 million viewers in the U.S. during the 2020 NFL regular season. A decrease of around 300,000 viewers over the previous year. Yeah, I think as the years go on, that's how it's going to go. But it's but it's going to be for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they'll still have more. You know what I mean? They'll still have yeah. more than regular-ass TV or, or something pretending to be something, you know? Yeah, during the... Um, Monday Night Wars, Raw and Nitro were both averaging around 4 million a, a week. That combined is only two-thirds of what the NFL Well, is are we talking about when wrestling was hot? Like, hot, oh, yeah. hot, we're talking Monday Night Wars, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. And still, right? Football, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. It's like the thing that messes with it is like f- Monday Night Football, playoffs of any kind. Like basketball, even, mm-hmm. but 
dynamite moves for those guys, though. Like, because sometimes there'll be a game they have to reschedule. Yeah, thankfully it's not terribly often. Yeah. When, but when 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 they do have to do that, the rating absolutely tanks. TNT loves these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, um... That was a lot also. That's, yeah, uh, no. Next we gotta let up, these the bookers inspiration, know. formerly no Sorry. I was saying these let, let these bookers know, you know. We gotta let them, we're the yeah. Basement Bookers podcast, bro. Mm-hmm. The Inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics. Okay. They're calling themselves the Inspiration? Is yep. it with one eye or two? Two. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, they announced this week that they recorded a single with Harley Cameron that is named after them. Uh, Harley Cameron is the same artist that recorded a song with Shotzi and Scarlett. I tried to listen to it because they said it was like available for stream, but it's not available for stream yet. You can sign up to like pre-listen or something on Spotify, but I couldn't even get a sample of it. Okay. So I guess look out for that. The Shotzi Scarlet one wasn't bad. I was surprised completely by the quality of uh, both of their singing. Like, and Scarlet, um, as we know, did Carrying Cross's music. Yeah. Um, Still not Shotzi, all raw. No idea. But you know, hidden talents and all. Yeah, that. hidden talents. Mm-hmm. Taylor Rotunda, formerly known as Bo Dallas, teased what looks to be a cooking show to be announced on his YouTube on October 1st. Hey, Rich, that's interesting. Um, did you catch the Sean O'Hare um, reference that Karrion Cross did? I did. I wasn't sure why he made that reference. I don't know, but he did it and he winked. Like, he, as soon as he said... But I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. He winked. Hmm. It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe they were friends or something, or you know, maybe maybe he was a fan, and maybe he's like, this is kind of a Sean O'Hare promo I'm doing, and they just throw it in. But dead ass, dude. There's no way. There's no way. That's nothing but a Sean O'Hare reference. He did a wink. I feel like anyone. No. Sean O'Hare was grossly underrated in literally everything he did. I really wanted that character to do something. So <laughs> like that like that devil devilish kind of character was really really good for him. Like he looked the part and like you know his physique was exactly what Vince gets off on. Yeah. Yeah, pal. And I say it every time. His lariat, clothesline, whatever you want to call it, the fact that he would follow through and drop to a knee with that extra impact. Yeah, he's really I always good. Thought looked awesome. So good, man. So good. A lot of people they flew under the radar for some reasons, like they just couldn't put it together. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what it was in WWE. Why he didn't? Why they let him go? I can't. I can't figure it out. I would love to ask someone. Yeah, I want to watch that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Ooh. Hopefully there's no dark side. Well, it's a little bit of a dark There's a little bit of a dark side. side, yeah. That that could be an episode, though. It certainly could. Yeah. I think just about any wrestling suicide 
Man, I forgot that he submitted suicide. Fuck. Mm. That makes me so sad. It's tragic. No, man. Everyone has demons. Please, you know. You know, I miss being young and not giving a shit. I miss being young and not having that kind of drama. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so died. And you're like, what? I fucking knew that person. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. God damn. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. And let's, uh... Let's not... Let's shift. let's get... Let's shift it to full gear. Well, <laughs> not... Wait, full gear. That wasn't the pay-per-view. No, I was just saying it okay. like, you know, pull the throttle up a little bit here. Yeah. So, Jeff Hardy recently said in an interview that he had an idea for a cinematic match versus the Usos in an abandoned prison, referencing the Uso penitentiary gimmick they got. Yeah. So, I had an idea. Uh, and he, like he said he has some ideas like written down somewhere. He didn't go into detail. I had an idea. Since they're going to do it, if he wants to do it cinematic style, you know, obviously Matt's not there with him, so it can't be the Hardys versus the Usos. They could do Jeff Hardy and Willow versus the Usos. Yeah, that's dumb as hell, but it'd be a good idea. Like not that like it that's one of those things where it's in the execution. Exactly. You know? But like like I like the concept, but I don't trust them to execute it. Well, if they got JB doing it, I think they could probably make it work. And like they'd have to work with lighting, it would have to be dark. It sounds you terrible know? to look at. Like, I like the concept. In my mind, I see something incredible. But due to the fact that it's Jeff Hardy being two people, and plus they don't, well, like, it's logistically it's not difficult. It's the stylistically. Because, like, you don't have to do it all in one day. You mm -hmm. could do the, the Jeff parts, you know, one day, and then the next day or two days from then, you could do the Willow parts. Mm -hmm. But, of, of course... You could like the finish could be where one uh one of the Usos locks Willow in a cell, and then it's two on one. Yeah, that's pretty easy. But mm -hmm. I, they're just not good at this. They, I mean, like they can. Be. I thought we agreed that it should have ended with the Undertaker and AJ Styles. I thought we agreed. Yeah, but if they're going to do a cinematic match and it's going to be Usos versus Jeff Hardy and blank, because why would it be two on one? Why would we want to see that? And it's going to be uh, in an abandoned prison. And he was even talking about like ghosts and stuff. Like, why not, you know, why not go all the way in and have it be Jeff Hardy and Willow? Look, here's the thing, Rich. I think if you brought this idea to the right person, I think mm -hmm. it will work. I think you would get it off the ground. I think it's great. Because for some reason, no matter how hard you try to bury him, people love Jeff Hardy. Mm -hmm. So whatever you could do with Jeff Hardy, fine. But because there's just, you can beat him as much as you want. And I think Vince figured this shit out a long time ago. And nobody gives a shit. They still <laughs> fucking love Jeff Hardy. It's, it's just It's just the way it is. I don't know why. But I know... That people fucking love Jeff Hardy. I can't tell you. 
But that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their reasons. So, yeah, you should definitely get that to somebody. I figured that would be a cool idea. It is. That's so, why I said get mm-hmm. that to somebody because everybody loves Jeff Hardy and they don't care. Mm-hmm. So recently, and this is the last bit, uh, this isn't even really a bit of news, but uh, recently Mick Foley uh, talked about how WWE is in trouble with a lot of stars going to AEW. And uh, he sort of elaborated on this in um, an interview with Busted Open, on Busted Open Radio, where he was talking about how he was asked a question on one of his tours. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this whole thing here. He says, when I'm on the tour, the second half of the show is the Q&A session, and I welcome every question. And the first question three nights ago was, what do I think about AEW? And that's where I ended up saying, I used the phrase, I think WWE has a problem because they are no longer the place the talent aspires to go. Once I talked about that, I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. There's usually one question question every couple of nights that the wrestling media will catch on to. I was like, well, they're going to pick up on this. And I thought, as long as they're going to pick up on this, they may as well hear from me because it's been something I've been thinking about anyway. So I did that 75-second video, and it really struck a chord with people because I believe it was on a lot of people's minds anyway. I think it's something WWE needed to hear. I used Karrion Cross as an example as someone whose main roster debut was about one-eighth as electrifying as his NXT debut. That's an issue. And then, when you go from watering down a character to embarrassing it, I think that sends a bad signal to everyone who's in developmental and everyone who has a choice to make. A very real choice to make. Theoretically, NXT is its own show, and I think for a long time their shows have stood out as being amazing on their own. But on paper, they're a developmental group. So they would be like a feeder system. And if a guy is hitting 360 and driving in runs and hitting home runs in minor league baseball, it should be a given that he'll be given the same opportunity with the big league. But I'm thinking if I'm Adam Cole... And I'm looking at what just happened with the guys who made their debuts, not just carrying Cross, but even going back to a talented guy like EC3, who could have been a major player and was made a joke to some extent. I would seriously have to consider whether or not WWE was the place where my dreams were going to come true. Adam probably looked at his size relative to the type of people that Vince likes on the main roster. I don't think it hurt at all that his girlfriend Britt Baker was in AEW, and he made the choice that he thought was right for him. When you put all these things together and you see that people are now departing what they see for greener pastures, that's a problem for WWE. End quote. And I think that really encapsulates what's been going on the past like two years that AEW has like whatever percentage of their roster is former WWE guys. You know, that's a good idea because now, now because. WWE is not the main place to be, then they then it's not just about money. You can be like, okay, so what's your plan for me? Like, mm-hmm. what's the plan for me? What's the, do, you have, do we have a character? You know, that could mm-hmm. be factored in, not just the money, because it, it's now it's really not about the money that much, right? Because I mean, you know, Tony Khan can pretty much match whatever Vince will offer. Plus, there's the added benefit of you know, at least a bit of creative control to an extent. And it's kind of a cool factor. Mm-hmm. 
And also, from what I've read in interviews, and this is a, like a little bit more detail, it's like, all right, you're going out there, you're going to have a promo. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You're not even bullet pointed. It's like, this is the person you're feuding with. Go go, give me a uh, two and a half minute promo. Uh, you, you got a match with your, or you have a match with, against this person. Uh, you guys got 15 minutes. This is, and like at most, it's like, this is who's going to win. And then, you know, fill in, fill in, it's not even fill in the blanks. It's fill in the entire thing up to the end. So, as artists, they can do whatever they want on this giant canvas. Whereas in WWE, you know, at best you're told, hit these bullet points. It's like you can't even really control the direction that the storyline is going. You can only control the things you say. AEW, it seems a lot more like the talent can direct the storyline. Hmm. Now, I'm not incredibly creative, but like, like when I have to write something for work, um, you just when I have, C. No. <laughs> I'm talking like articles. Oh, um, Control C then Control so like, P. So we ha- we have different like article types and like where they go, and sometimes like they're not even really considered articles because like sometimes there's something called a blurb that I have to do okay. right, and a blurb is what'll go out. In- in like an email blast to customers. There'll be like maybe like 12 or 15 things in one email and like everything is short. It's like uh, talk about like, you know, this new TV or these new speakers or whatever, right? Yeah. And for blurbs, I'm limited to 35 words. 35 words maximum. Is that too much? That's far too little. It's incredibly handcuffing. And I can sometimes spend more time. Well, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but it sometimes feels like feels a lot more stressful to try to say anything I need to say in 35 words or less than uh, an announcement, which is like, you know, a new product announcement, which is 500 to 800 words. Because like some of these blurbs, they'll give me. Right, it's getting into too much detail, but when you're not so limited in the things you're allowed to do, obviously your creative juices are going to flow better. It will be an overall better quality product, whether the product is an article or a wrestling match or an entire storyline. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. I wish we knew more about what we were talking about. Yeah, I'd like to get an interview with literally any wrestler <laughs> that's been in any major pro- – in either WWE or AEW or even WCW. You know, I don't think a lot of people can tell us anything. We got to get Vince. I think once we get Vince, we might blow up. I think we'll Listen. blow up. There's no way we wouldn't. Um, listen, but, um, Vince, if you're out there, um, if you are looking for a, uh, you know, a humble, um, 
Christian conservative uh, wrestling podcast to, you know, maybe improve your guy's image. We can be that. You know, for the right amount of money, we can just be anything you want. You know, like just at Basement Bookers. <laughs> yeah, uh, the official podcast of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Listen, Basement Bookers at Gmail. Okay, we will be we will be your the 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 voice like that. You we will be like the voice of God. Okay, and that is you. Mm-hmm. So if you want us to be Christian conservatives, guess what? That's what we are. Okay, Rich, and we're gonna praise be. praise praise the fucking Lord. All right, and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna convert so many people. You know, we I'm telling you, dude. Imagine that's the one interview we get, and it's Vince McMahon. Wait, wait, wait. I already got the hook. God loves you. That could be in the beginning. Um, let me ask <laughs> you a question, all right? Um, mm-hmm. If we got – what if we got Vince, right? We definitely got Vince. We got a Skype call with Vince McMahon. He managed to give us a half hour. That's a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how many listeners we're going to get? No. Probably be at 30. <laughs> 30 million. <laughs> millions and millions. It's like, I, I like the smart one, but the other one talks too much. Which is which? Who knows? I mean, I'll let you figure <laughs> that out. It's not me. Um. All right. So what's 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 uh, look at first when you said Foley said, I'm like, oh, here we go. This fucking guy wants people to pay attention to him. And I'm like, oh, this actually makes good sense. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good because the the, the entire topic of, you know, WWE uh, talent, all jumping ship to AEW, that's a big topic. Yeah, normally, normally it's just I don't want to hear from him. But this is pretty good. Sometimes he's just like, pay attention to me, you know. It's just whatever. It's very pretentious. Yeah, sometimes he's self-promoting. Yeah, sometimes, you know, but it's like a lot of times he does say, like, whenever something goes down and in that world or whatever, in wrestling or whatever, he, like, nine out of ten times, his tweets are the best. Like, they're always very good. They're very comforting, very concise and nice and kind about the mm-hmm. person. Like, he somehow share you know something and that's that's pretty much it easy you know and I, i'll always respect him you know for, for what he did what would falling through a cage and whatnot and off a thing but um you know he <laughs> he you know that took that's that takes its toll yeah and i'm glad that he's healthy me too great number one christian conservative podcast Facebook book <laughs> wrestling uh, wrestling podcast Christian conservative wrestling podcast (laughs) yes no sex till marriage people come on stop it (laughs) abstain abstain it's the best praise the lord alright what's up I don't know like I'm wondering why this Jinder Mahal Drew McIntyre feud is still going it's still going you didn't. You saw Raw. Yeah, but I fast forward through a lot of segments. I fast forward through a lot of segments. Um. So one thing I noticed about Raw is that it's like, fucking wrong. Op- yes, great. We know. Yeah, but like certain segments are getting like 
a lot more time than usual. Like, there's a lot of a segment going directly into a match, and there being, like, a commercial between the segment and the match, like, the talking segment and the match, and, like, another commercial within the match. Did you order your Charlie doll? I did not order my Charlie doll. I don't plan on ordering a Charlie doll. <laughs> you don't want it to go along with your Lily? It, I don't have a Lily. If they give fu- if they offer Funko Pops for them, then maybe. I'm going to send you a Lily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the, the Charlotte Alexa Bliss thing. They're going to wrestle gonna Extreme Rules, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, I can't believe Shayna Baszler was betrayed by Nia Jax in the stupidest way possible. Wow. Like, we saw all this coming. She got a, she got kicked. This is like, this is as predictable as Dakota Kai saying, as long as I've got your back, you'll remain champion. I love Dakota Kai, though. She's great. She's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just wanted to say that. Uh, she's kind of, like I feel she's kind of only believable as like a mastermind and her uh her wrestling ability as far as like physicality goes it's tough to believe she's like a physical threat she's more of like a someone that'll outsmart and outmaneuver someone than someone that will obviously outmuscle anyone I I didn't hate her babyface run like she she was like the generic babyface but not like mm-hmm. generic, generic, but like a step above where it's like, that's really cool. She's got yeah, this she's energy, offering something a little, you know? Mm-hmm. She's offering something a little different. She's, um, I think, Tongan and Samoan. She's got a lot of energy, uh, you know? Yeah. From New Zealand. She does the, the pose thing and like the, the running kick in the corner that's not quite the huluva kick. Yeah, it's not. What a what a kick! What a hell of a mm-hmm. kick that 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 was. Yeah, and she has a unique look. Yeah, she should be on SmackDown. I wonder. I don't think any. I don't think NXT is on the table as far as the draft. I think SmackDown has too many um, women they don't use anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like Naomi and Sonya Deville, who apparently are. Definitely leading up to a match. Didn't Naomi get like a fine or something? Yeah, for insubordination. Yeah, Sonya Deville is a cunt. This whole storyline is stupid. Um, It's obvious that... The character, uh, I mean. The character. (laughs) If you're listening, please. I don't mean the person. I've met her. She's quite lovely. I've met the character. (laughs) Yeah. Christian conservative Um, podcast. I mean... (laughs) That should go without saying, but, you know, hashtag, please don't cancel. Yeah, I know. You know what it is? I got to be careful because who knows how sensitive the world's going to be in 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine Sony's listening. She's like, that fucking dick. I know, right? (laughs) I was nice to that idiot. I shook his hand. He smelled weird. (laughs) He was sweaty. I didn't even tell him he was sweating. Mm -hmm. I was sweating a little bit. No, but no, nah, but I'm just joking. I dried up by the time I reached Paige in them. By the time I got I, there, I was fine. But I'm just a nervous person. I'm a dummy. I get starstruck. I don't know why. No, I got so starstruck that I it mm-hmm. it. Kathy Kelly complimented my T-shirt, and like I, that's great. I don't I don't know if I remember you I telling me that. I did. I'm okay. I don't. But it's okay. It's okay. 
Yeah. It's all right. No, no problem. I, well, I still remember it like it was yesterday. Kathy Kelly seems really sweet, It was too. so awkward. Yeah, she was very sweet. I would have... Mm-hmm. Like, my problem is I'm so nervous. It's like I don't want to be there too long. Like, I'm taking time away from somebody else meeting them or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. I move along a little bit. So, I didn't really get to talk to her all that much at all. Mm-hmm. It's like as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough balance to sort of get your shit in and, you know say whatever it is you want to say and but at the same time not take up too much time cuz they, cuz they're going to be hope, hopefully they're going to be as polite and kind and say oh you know you know give you a little banter and then someone will shuffle yeah, you Yeah that's the that's what I want to be I wanted to avoid sh- being shuffled along I <laughs> find it to be demeaning Yeah you know and it's like part mm-hmm. of me will get indignant like <laughs> cuz I'm not going to keep a track of time Hey man, I was here for like two minutes, man. Come on, <laughs> I waited all this time, and this is what you're gonna do to me. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to make a scene. It's like they should have a sign behind the talent's head that just it'll it'll come on, and you'll see it, and um, it'll just say it was great meeting you, and that's like your cue to go. Yeah, some people don't catch on to that. Yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. it's weird though, like. I keep getting emails from Comic-Con being like, hey, this is your last chance to get tickets if you want. You know you want to come. And I'm like, John Cena's going to be there. John Cena's going to be there. The one time Mm -hmm. I don't want to even go because I don't think I want to go to these anymore Mm -hmm. because, like, the culture has shifted dramatically for me and, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is not good. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of things are just not good anymore. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't waste my time around things that aren't good anymore. Just mm-hmm. to make myself, like, feel better being able to do this thing that I love to do every year. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, so, well, obviously not the pandemic one and the one before that because they had to fix the flooding or whatever. But the point is, everything sucks. Like, a lot of things suck. There's not enough things that don't suck to warrant me going to be around the things that do suck. You know, I, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but it does to me. As someone that really hasn't gone anywhere since the pandemic, well, yeah, since the pandemic started, yeah, a lot of shit sucks. Like, I used to... As you know, just for our listeners that don't know me personally, I used to be a huge bar goer. And my bar closed. And, like, there are options. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's all right. But I literally, like, even even before the pandemic, I, I had kind of become a bit of a hermit because I don't feel like being out. I think that's what it is. It's like, what? I'm home now. What do I need to fucking... <laughs> Yeah. All my stuff is here. <laughs> There's nothing, and you know, like coming from both our you know childhoods and adolescence and everything. There's nothing at home to not want to be around. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that's right. That's mm-hmm. like a part. A lot of the reasons we just go hang out is mm-hmm. to get away from those things. Yeah, to not like. The feeling of, I don't want to be here. Let me be somewhere else. Where? Don't matter. I don't want to be around these people right now. 
I need to go to be around my people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And bro, not for nothing. Just, just real quick. No homo. Cheers to us for being there for each other. Yeah, man, one hundred percent. I used to love our Mondays at your house watching. Rock. Yeah, man, that those are some good. Just it's me, history now. Me, yeah, me, you, and your current, then future wife. Yeah, so some of the best good times. times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it. I miss it. Uh, even though there were some rough times, like the 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 Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton incident. That, listen, without that, we wouldn't have any stories. What would to bring <laughs> up right. randomly on the podcast every time for me to defend myself? Indeed. <laughs> well, listen, in your in your defense, I've gotten like pissed off at even stupider shit. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I can't tell you how many PlayStation controllers. Dude, I'm just not good at fucking. Like I've gotten a lot better. Because I don't want to break things because it costs mm-hmm. money to replace them, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. and it's like just having things, like you're more grateful when you know, like, there's a price tag on this, kind of, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, this mean, this is worth, some, this, is, this means something. You can't just, mm-hmm. this is your shit. You can't just go breaking shit because you're upset. Yeah, I used to keep those hand strengthener things, the things you squeeze at my desk, and it, it never really, it wasn't quite the same as squeezing and twisting a PlayStation controller. I used to do that with Nintendo, mm-hmm. and like, thank God I wasn't strong enough because I <laughs> wait the the regular tiny little candy bar. Yeah, Nintendo the, ca- the candy bar, bro. Oh, that thing was so fragile. I know. I'm like, thank God I was a weak little bitch. <laughs> I remember, I remember my aunt got me the NES Max, which was the one that had like the, uh, the thumb thing that you can like go. I'm like, oh shit, it has like an actual diagonal. Oh, look at this fancy motherfucker right here. No, you want to talk fancy? I also had. I, I don't remember if it was my aunt or my father got me the. I got um, backyard privilege in the next room. I got fancy Nintendo controllers on the podcast. This is unbelievable. Bunch wait, of silver NES- spooned people. <laughs> Do you remember the NES Advantage? Holy shit, yes! I, I had that. That shit... First of all, that thing, was it was solid. It was big. Sure, it was big. It was, like, put on your lap big, but it, it had a joystick, oh. big A and B buttons that were... I used to... I want to say the size of, like, silver dollars. I used to dream about that. I used to have that a dream awesome. that I had that. I used to have a and dream, it had, man, and it would be like, where is it? It's not real. It's not real. But it was real to you. It, it was great. Wow. Because I it, used to love I, going to the arcade and they'd have that, like the, like a joystick and stuff. But like, so the the move was either in Mario or Zelda. The oh, Even in uh, Punch-Out, you could toggle on or off uh, Turbo for A or B. So like, for example, in Super Mario, if you had it on, you hold B and it'll, like uh, for Fire Mario, it'll pew pew. Pew pew, it'll keep shooting. It's like it's like constantly hitting it, and you can even adjust the speed. Obviously, um, can't you keep you stay really... flying also? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you could um, see that that was tricky because like obviously it's gonna repeatedly hit A, and A was the jump button. Right. So you had to you'd have to toggle um, the uh, turbo on or off if you wanted to jump or if you wanted to like continually fly. Yeah. Alright. But um yeah. But yeah, it was cool. And it also had so it had 
it worked. It worked as player one and player two. It had two plugs at the end. Oh, okay. And it had a switch on it for player one, player two. So, like, if you're Mario and you die, you flick the switch, player two, you hand it off to the next person, and they're Luigi. Oh, all right, cool. Great. The thing was, the thing was kick ass. I'm sorry, I'm I'm bragging. Yeah, the, you are bragging, awesome. you son of a bitch. Did you have the robot <laughs> too? I didn't have the robot. What about the power glove? No, I see. So what was um I, what was the game that was associated with the power glove? I had the game. I didn't have the glove though. Oh, I don't know. I did, oh, the only thing like my Nintendo was the one that came with the track and field pad, like you could run on it and stuff. Mine did. My mine uh just came with um uh Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt. So it came with the Zap. Yeah, mine had it was Mario Brothers Duck Hunt, and there was a track and field game on one cartridge. Wow, three on one. Yeah. Uh, now I'm two flexing. on one. I thought it was insane. Now I'm flexing. How about that? It's like, what there do you, you mean go. you could pick between? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Old people talking about old shit. Let's move on before all the young people leave. Actually, I think <laughs> all the young people left when we said Christian conservative. Not it probably yes. around here. <laughs> or or maybe they left when I said uh, gender versus. Drug. Oh yeah, dude. That's still happening. Why is that still? It's so stupid. Like, you really don't got anything for this man to do? You got to feud him with Jinder Mahal? I think it's it's a placeholder. I think they're, um, it seems like it was spoiled by the venue that Drew McIntyre is going to be one of the first, if not the first, pick for SmackDown. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they have, um, the venue was advertising Drew versus Roman Reigns. Oh, for draft for draft night, that's a good match. They'll probably do it though. Like he's, th- it's a it's a great match, especially with, uh, because it's, you know stemming from the stipulation of Drew can't fight. Well, Lashley's not the champ anymore. No, so he's not an issue. Big E is. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, because Vince just loves. Meat slapping meat, and what bigger slabs of meat than Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns? Gonna be Just huge. slapping meat together or whatever. Anyway, um, I I think that's a pretty highly anticipated match. Two big names, two big dudes that like look legit. They've wrestled before, you know. Um, great. I'm sure you're right. I certainly can't remember it. You see, they're advertising. Um. Yeah, I think they did Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, you didn't know they did that before? That's Listen, crazy that you didn't know that. I try not to think because I can't. I can't rely on my memory. You know, that. I'm not sure if it was like a champion versus champion, or it was at one of those times where Drew didn't have the belt and Randy had it. You know, ch- uh, champion versus champion. That sounds familiar. I think that. They might have done that. Yeah, because Roman definitely has a W on Drew for sure. Yeah. It might have been in a cage match. Yeah, they might have wrestled in a cage match or something. Hmm. Anyway, um, you see they're advertising the New Day versus the Bloodline on Monday? Yes. Told you. Another one of my predictions. You see? So Roman and crew are heading to Raw for one night only. Maybe, maybe not. Whenever, wherever, we got them there. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, that's in response to 
the Usos attacking Big E. And Roman, I don't know if he literally or it just seemed like, because like I wasn't fully watching, um, ste- like stepped over Big E as he was laid out. Yeah. Wow. It's like, oh, con- congrats, champ. <laughs> do, do, Big E is great, though. The, 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 the backstage Big E, Paul Heyman stuff, I can't get enough of. Please do it every week. Do you think they will? Yes. I do. Yeah, they definitely did champion versus champion, bro. Mm-hmm. Can't believe you don't remember that one. It's a big deal. Well, I said it sounds familiar. Yeah. He's fought Kevin Owens a lot. I really think Kevin Owens is going to wrestle Logan Paul. Could be. Yeah, Logan Paul, man. Big E's the champ now. Everything on Raw sucks except for Big E being the champion. MVP's out. Like, storyline, I guess. He's injured. Yeah, allegedly a broken rib off the RKO. So it's just Lashley. The last... There is nothing. There's just Lashley. He's just got no hurt business. He's got no, you know... I read that... Um, Cedric... Not Cedric Alexander. Um, Kenny King. Sorry. Kenny King said that... Um, just about every week, someone was calling him to try and recruit him for WWE to be part of the Hurt Business. Oh, that's pretty cool. That would have been awesome. Wow. But, like, he's, like, still on the contract. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, and he, he said, if Vince is willing to buy out my contract, I'll be there. That's a beautiful thing. I would like to see that. Kenny King is so damn good. Yeah, I would love to see that. Mm. Kenny King is, like, Cedric Alexander, but with uh, better on the mic. You know, Rich, this podcast, we don't like to do what everybody does and, like, recap every little thing. But I think we should really talk about what's important and the fact that this past Wednesday was the first episode of NXT 2.0. And I thought we could share our impressions, what we thought, if we liked it or not. And you should go first. Tuesday, yes. Um... First of all, uh, you called it unicorn crap. I think I called it online unicorn vomit. Same thing either way. Uh, immediate thoughts. Braun Breaker. I can't stand the name. The alliteration is completely unnecessary. Uh, that is actually the son of Rick Steiner. Yeah, you can uh, see it in the face. Yeah, Graves made a dogface gremlin reference. Um, and I think the kid's got a bright future. I think there's a thing uh, going around. They don't want anybody referring to him as Rick Steiner's son for some reason. And I am willing to redact my initial statement of him being Rick Steiner's son for a fee. <laughs> uh, Richard is on Twitter. DMs are open or uh, basementbookers at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up, and we can discuss and negotiate that. So Until then, he is the son of Rick Steiner. <laughs> Which, ironically, their real last name is Rex Steiner. R-E-C-H. Oh, cool. S-T-E-I-N-E-R. Yeah. Um, Sounds interesting. Yeah, they, his original NXT name was Rex Steiner. Like Tyrannosaurus Yeah, Rex. dude, I get it. It's like... Or uh, King? Uh, 
you know? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, it didn't make any sense for I don't LA Knight like that name. to have any kind of match before his Fatal 4-Way yeah. for the NXT title. Um, I think it's just arrogance, get you know? It. Yeah, I get it. Like, you and I discussed it, and I, I get it. I, like, from a fan's perspective, like... At least explain that to me. Like, make it known that he's just an arrogant ass and says, "You know what? I want to kick your ass in the ring. Let's go." And then he ends up losing. Yeah, what a what a great way to become champion, though. Just beat that guy who lost a match earlier in the day. Like, yeah, that's a great way to put the belt over. Uh huh. Uh, we had the the main event was the wedding. I don't think that should have been last, but it's kind of tough to. To say, well, let's have a match after a wedding. Or like to remove the ropes and everything. people are there to watch the wedding, and they know people are there to watch that. They want to make sure that people stay for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they don't give a shit who wins the fucking Fatal 4-Way. I guess. It's possible. Like, you know how Vince is with the casual viewer. Yeah. You know, they don't give a fuck. So, what, four assholes they never heard of were wrestling for the championship? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no disrespect, guys. Please don't come after me. Yeah, but meanwhile, like... Indy All right, one ass, hell and De- one ass hat and three other guys. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis are getting married. It's like, it's like do people like do people want to see that? More it looks funny as fuck, dude. It looks... You're like, what is this, Jerry Springer? And then you just check it out for a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I guess that was, that was a very fun segment. They are definitely now starting to push... Uh, the envelope more with uh, Dexter Loomis. They're, I feel like they're going to lean more into the American Psycho side of his gimmick. He needs to start talking. He did talk. I know, I know, but more, you know, but not too much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is, I think the whole silent mime thing has ran its course. Like, it makes no sense for you not to talk certain times. Yeah, as long as he's perpetually creepy. Yeah, like, he can do that easily. Uh, my impression is like, it's like mm-hmm. hey, it's like NWA right now. It reminds me of it's like N- NXT NWA. Yeah, because like the 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 front guardrail is still there, but it's plexiglass now. Yeah, and the seats. If you look at the seats, it's kind of like how they have it on NWA Power. Yeah, well, I th- I think those were uh, the same as the CWC had it for um. Well, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's the lighting, but it just, you can see it. It looks more like NWA power. Yeah, they, they, they brightened it up. And now it's weird seeing it's like. almost like a studio. The, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And it, it's kind of a weird thing to even say this, but this is what's really different about the presentation. It's like, I can see the legs of the people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just used to having a black barrier. That that's a kind of a stark difference, and it's completely unimportant, you know. Until you know, you get one guy in the front row on the hard camera side that's just perpetually scratching his nuts, and hopefully he'll realize the thing in front of him is clear and not do that. <laughs> but if you're there for a few hours, I could see him maybe having a shift. Yeah, and maybe on. The viewing side of it, I don't want to see that. So, kind of something to keep in mind, director, when you're, you know, like, 
deciding which camera to use. Like, okay, let's let's switch off the hard camera for a second. Yeah, let this guy adjust, shift shift the guys a little bit, scooch him over, whatever's got to happen, and then he can shift back once he's done shifting. Good call. Um, because you and I have been in some at some long shows, and yeah, you got to adjust at some point. You have to, right? Yeah. Um. It, just the general brightness of it is a little weird. I feel like the screen at the entrance is a lot taller. I think though they did they curve it back. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much of attention to the damn screen. You brought up the whole different look. Well, I'm just saying it does kind of remind me of NWA Power, which I like. I like it. It, does, it looks but, more welcoming. It looks less creepy. Yeah, but a bigger scale. Like NWA Power still looks like one step removed from like the Richard Bay show. Yeah, you know? but you just have to show people how old you are, don't you? I guess. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Jerry Springer, I could have said. Yeah, that's a little Montel bit more Williams. recent. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just tries. Oh, yeah. Maury. <laughs> Maury. Maury Povich. You are not the father. <laughs> yeah, boy, I told you. <laughs> there you go. That was an actual episode. Mm. Yeah. It was weird. Like, every, like, two-thirds of the matches this week. It was like, oh, uh, this name you know, it, you know, he's he's got this guy you never heard of in his corner. Yeah. Oh, hey, Kyle O'Reilly got beat up. Let's guy who I'd never seen before who helped him. You could be in a fatal four way for the NXT Championship. Good luck. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. His name. I, I don't know. It it's yeah. Holy shit. It's here somewhere. I don't know. I think it's something basic and dumb. That's just a guess, by the way. Uh, let me see. I didn't put it there. Damn it. It's, uh... Wait. Kyle O'Reilly gets attacked. Johnny Conway. Connor McLeod. Beef Stew. Dude, imagine that that's this guy's name. Von Wagner. Oh, that was it. He should have went with beef stew. Should have went with beef stew. Yeah, or beefy stew. Yeah, that would be my wrestling name. I feel like Von Wagner's. It's just like, so you're German, right? You're German. Von Von Wagner was. Home. Should be Von Wrangler. You know, uh, heir to the Wrangler Jeans Empire. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> coming out here to stretch my legs and spread my wings and be a professional wrestler before I have to inherit my fortune. Of course, he's got to wrestle in Wrangler jeans, and then you got to yeah. make sure that WWE's got like a sponsorship from Wrangler jeans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they would do that shit if they did. Could be it. Could be this whole big thing. We're selling jeans. <laughs> 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 what the Saudi Arabia shows aren't fucking paying enough? That Brock Lesnar. Versus Roman Reigns announced for Saudi Arabia. What do you think of that? Speaking of meat slapping meat. Meat slapping meat. Um, by the way, we've seen this before. So yeah. In Saudi Arabia. Yep. Even. That was that was the was that the cage match that Brock won by getting knocked through the cage? Yep. 
Even though Roman's feet hit first? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, so the thing with that is Brock versus Roman is happening regardless of whether or not Roman retains the title against Finn Balor. It's Ballard. the same the problem way, we already had with this whole thing where we're like, Roman's already looking past Finn Balor. And not only is Roman looking past Finn Balor, the WWE Universe is looking past Finn Balor. Yup. Like, I wonder if they're going to slip one by us. No, they're not. They're not. This is not going to be a why are we even talking about this situation. Well, I'm going to tell you what to make predictions. Why are we even talking about this? Roman Reigns is going to beat the shit out of that spray-painted boy. Okay? It's just, it's a rat. Roman Reigns is a man. All right? Finn Balor, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Roman Reigns is a man. He man. He's a tribal chief, Rich. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking tell me you're picking this guy. He does not do well against Samoans named Joe. I'm telling you. This is it's a, it's a sign. Like you're telling me. If Samoa Joe can beat this guy and Roman Reigns can't beat this guy, we got a problem. Yeah, that's the story they've told us so far is that eh, Finn's gonna get beat. Yeah, and they keep talking about it. Like you hear like Michael Cole try to explain it again. <laughs> He's like this. He's this. He's this alter ego. And now, and now, Finn Balor. He goes to another place. Yeah, and it's not. And it's not. Is this like a He Man and Prince Adam situation? You know, like is the demon from inside of you? And like, what do you go somewhere when he's out here? Like, how's this work? Finn said the demon summons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, no, it fucking doesn't. No, it (laughs) fucking doesn't. Yes. Yes. The the demon. Summons the facade of a basic-ass white boy from Ireland mm-hmm. with, like, six packs that you can, like, grate cheese off of and loves to point in his junk. And yep. he wants you to see it. Mm-hmm. But it, he keeps it PG. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. He doesn't actually say, look at my dick, when he physically says, look at my no, dick. No, it's in the song. If yeah. you pay attention to when he dun, does the thing, yeah, look at my dad. Yeah, right there. <laughs> it's right there. See, exactly. Yeah, I get. Yeah, good protection. I guess. I guess whatever <laughs> demons are scared of are scared of basic looking white Irishmen. You know. Okay. Mm. Whatever. God, uh, no disrespect, but that was just dumbass line. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't fucking. It's like it's he's trying to do like Batman does, like mm-hmm. for Bruce for. It's it's known that Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne is the alter ego. Mm-hmm. Batman is who the natural form. yeah that's who he is. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like, anyway, I'm gonna stop shitting on Finn Balor because now he's gonna fuck up and trying to win that shit. Oh. I mean, I, I I agree that that was a, just a weird line from the throw out there, and it's kind of tough to yeah, it's like defend that. No, sorry, but Roman's gonna smash him. There's no mm-hmm. way. It's not possible. Um, like plus, it's that Saudi, Saudi Arabia wants there to be a belt in there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gotta be a big deal. Um, 
He's got to get his win back. And I think that's why I think that's an answer to your question from earlier or your question as to why are we still doing gender versus Drew? Because that's two more big men slapping meat that they could throw at Saudi Arabia. True. You know, you got to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, do we still know? Is this still just a rumor that this Queen of the Ring thing is supposed to take place in Saudi Arabia? Um, no, the fi- allegedly the finals of the King of the Ring and they're not calling it Queen of the Ring. They're calling it, um, I don't remember what they're calling it exactly offhand. Um, the winner gets a the burka. Finals of, the finals of both of those tournaments are going to take place in at the Saudi Arabia show. Copy that. All right. Never mind then. Is it the Queen, maybe it's the Queen's Crown tournament. It's the Queen's burka. It's culturally yeah, right. sensitive. Cover up. All right, uh, I don't know. Uh, Carmella. What about her? She's gonna defend. No. She's gonna. Def- Zelina Vega is gonna defend her honor. Yeah. So like, her nose hits turnbuckle, and you know she's like, "Oh my hand, no, my nose." There's no blood anywhere. Yeah. Um. Look, I think it's stupid, but at least Liv Morgan's gonna maybe have a match on Extreme Rules if she can get past. Zelina Vega, who has yet to win a match, so I think she's good. Yeah, this this is a little. And last week, uh, for the September tenth episode of SmackDown, her like their match got bumped. Did we? we I, yeah, we, probably we talked, talked about, about it at week. length last week. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, but you're I like, they owe edge, a win. Yay. I think minimum they owe Zelina Vega a win if she gets a win over Liv Morgan. I think I'm going to call it now. It's going to be through shenanigans. It's going to be through shenanigans, but I think Liv Morgan's going to beat her. And they're going to do Carmella versus Liv Morgan on the pre-show. Oh, they're doing Carmella versus Liv Morgan for sure. It's pro- That sounds like a pre-show it's match. It's definitely going to be on the like, pre-show. I feel like they might do something else. I don't know. Uh, looks like we're getting uh, Apollo Crews versus Shinsuke Nakamura again for the IC title. Not bad. I mean, is the crown broken now? Is he still King Shinsuke Nakamura? I thought they broke the crown. He's still the king. I don't remember seeing the crown this week. I think it was last week he broke it or something. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't remember. doesn't matter What do you anymore. think of the um, the Bianca Belair key to the city or key to the whatever If you it was. expected this to go on without Bianca Belair getting manhandled slammed, then I don't know what to tell you. I think I like the... Um, it's her hometown. The, Come on. Yeah. I think I like the name Manhandle Slam better than I like the Man Slam. Yeah, Manhandle is Slam is better because you're manhandling. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It was cool that they brought out Kane slash Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. It was, it was you know, I didn't care. It really, really. I I feel like it was it was a cool moment for Bianca and for anyone. They did like that an official thing, there. like before the show, I think. So cool. she still got something like real actually happened before the fake shit. I'm a little surprised Becky didn't hit her with the key. I would have like, loved that's it. That's a giant. Problem. Why wouldn't you let her break that key over her head? Yeah, right. that would be awesome. Or since you mm. want to be punks over her back, like you yeah. telling me you can't gimmick a giant dumb key. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on, man. That would be all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, all over Instagram. Like, a nice little clip of a key getting broken over Bianca's back. 
Woman who calls herself a man breaks key over local talent's head. I would have just said man breaks key over woman. (laughs) Just that's it. Screw it. Mm. (laughs) She's not going to get... Just breaking a key is hard. Did you ever try and break or bend a key? That's why it's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was made out of wood, though. Probably. It's probably made out of wood. So I'm saying, like, take not the real one, obviously. Gimmick one and just bam. Yeah, I feel like if that, if that were, like, metal, that would have been a lot heavier. Like, that would have been a, a lot more difficult to lift. You tried to get heat for Becky anyway, right? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we have any more WWE to talk about. Uh, shall we jump to AEW? Yeah, let's not spend a lot of time on it because we're getting to that point, you know? Um, I know, I know. Okay, so where do you want to start? You weren't expecting uh, that, were you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I actually shifted my notes so that all the WWE stuff is together and all the uh, AEW stuff is together, rather than having them in chronological order of the shows. Um, so I, uh, apparently. Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer are a tag team, I guess part of a, a small faction. I forgot what it was called. Japan. It's like Suzuki. Suzuki Goon Club. Yeah, that's it. Never um, heard of it's it. It's spelled Gun, but it's pronounced Goon. Oh, okay. Um, I like Goon. Uh, Archer's an absolute beast. And Minoru Suzuki is, is, himself seems intimidating. So they they look like a formidable force. He looked like he killed a guy. Yeah, he might have. Allegedly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, more dissension among the Dark Order. That whole thing is going to continue. Would you agree? The best wrestlers out there, like that, for intimidating factor, are the ones that look like they've killed people. Yeah, I think that's what something that Mark Henry has like got down to, like a science. Like, Hall of Pain Mark Henry, he looks like mm-hmm. a killer. But then Salmon Suit Mark Henry, he's like this sad, you know, like this giant puppy man. But then, oh, like, man. on a switch, he just turns into this murderer. Yup. So did you... So there was an interview with Mark Henry recently uh, where he talks about how the... Uh, him, the Hall of Pain gimmick, started as a joke. Did you read that interview? No. Okay. So what happened was, uh, he was go- he was ha- gonna have a dark match after like an episode of Raw, right? And uh, s- I don't remember someone. Maybe it was Sin Cara. They play they play Sin Cara's music. He doesn't come out. They stop it. They play it again. He doesn't come out. They stop it. They play it a third time. He doesn't come out. So then. They play like someone else's music. I don't know. It wasn't Ray Mysterio. It was someone else. Um, he doesn't come out. And they stop it. Mark Henry's in the ring kind of getting pissed off because he's waiting for this match, right? The, you know, the crowd's still there from the show before. They're, they're waiting for this dark match. Yeah. They play Ray Mysterio's music. He doesn't come out. Mark Henry gets on, on the microphone and is, is screaming. He is livid. The referee is scared of him and leaves the ring. Saying, stop playing with me. This is mad disrespectful. I'm here for my match. Send somebody out here right now so I can kick their ass. I'm pissing no myself. One comes out. I think some pee came out. He storms to the back. There's no one in Gorilla. 
Was this a he dream? Storm, he goes f- he goes back through the locker rooms. He finds like one production assistant or whatever. This guy must have been terrified of him at this point. He's like, he's like, it was just supposed to be a joke. It, wa- it wasn't our idea. Everyone's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> he gets outside. He sees Vince's limo peeling away. <laughs> he says, he tells the, the, the production assistant, I quit. I'm not coming back. He goes home. What? Vince has someone, has someone, maybe it was Shane, I don't remember, call him up and bring him to the office. They meet. Vince is crying. Vince is like, I'm sorry. It was all my idea. It was just supposed to be a rib. I'm sorry I embarrassed you in, in front of the crowd. I didn't want it to go that way. Mark Henry's like, all right, man. Vince is like, but listen, he she, he played him the footage from from the house show where Mark Henry's pissed off. Yes. And Vince is like, this. We want you. You're you know because he was a face at the time. Like, we want you to be a killer. We want this. We want this Mark Henry to be the real thing. We want you to just like go out there and destroy people. But we know you can do it without hurting anyone. Mark Henry's like, I don't know, I don't know if I can really get that angry without hurting people. He's like Vince is like, You're a pro. You know what you're doing. You're you're you can kinda lose yourself a little bit and you won't hurt anyone. And that's how they started. That's how they came up with how he was gonna act during the Hall of Pain thing. Okay. <laughs> Vince, Funny fucking story. <laughs> Vince was crying. Jesus. He he said to him at the start at the start of, at the start of the meeting, like if if you went, if you end up if you really want to go, we'll let you out of your contract. But I'm sorry, I did not like I didn't mean to uh, disrespect you. It was just supposed to be a rib. I listen. I don't. First of all, any story talking about Vince crying is lying. Mm-hmm. That man does not cry, and everybody's a liar. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Honestly, I don't want to hear it. Alright, I've never seen my father cry, so I don't I don't think Vince cries. So crying men are weird. Listen. Only I'm well, Vince to also cry. doesn't sleep, so we know he's weird. D- Vince doesn't cry. Alright? Okay. Alright. <laughs> I All right. was it's so fucking funny. I was crying at how funny that was, <laughs> that whole story. <laughs> where, it's amazing. Where is it? <laughs> it's, it's, Vince is peeling Just, out like no you one don't there, think somebody's but gonna be mad about that. On. Just no one there but this one poor PA that couldn't get into someone's car in time. Oh, God. That's fucking horrible. That's so bad. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. All right. I'm good. Fuck. But there were people there. The crowd was there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'd be confused. It's like, well, people are here. <laughs> I would just run the ropes for <laughs> Yeah, right? What the fuck I guess is. the answer, the after Mark Henry went to the back, the answer was like, well, thank Thanks, everyone, for coming. We'll see you next time. Oh, my God. Ugh. All right. Anyway, what are we, we talking about AEW before you fucking went on about Mark Henry? Well, he well, he is an AEW talent now. So Yeah, but he's not a wrestler. Topic. He's scouting, right? Is he looking for people? 
I don't know. He does he does the interviews on Rampage. Yeah, I caught his interview with uh, Miro and um, Fuego del Sol or Siesta del Sol or whatever. Fuego, Fuego, yeah, Fuego del Sol. Yeah. Why are you putting your car on the line against Miro? That is so stupid. Like, like this guy's obviously got brain damage. I don't think he should be wrestling. <laughs> like, something's wrong with this guy. That was great when Miro put the keys in his mouth and then locked him in the game over. Yeah. They should have showed, like, like obviously a gimmick, but they should have shown his mouth bleeding from the keys. I mean, if you swallow the keys, he can't get the car. He didn't, Miro didn't even care about the car. He said, you know. I know, he said, yeah, fuck your car. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm going to crash it. Oh, it was it was funny. He said, uh, there's two things I love um, after, after victory. God up above and my wife down below. Yeah, he's a real man, that guy. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. I I almost hope uh, Lana slash CJ never goes to AEW and Miro just continues his gimmick. Yeah, I just want to leave it at that. I don't I don't want there to be a face to it. Like we know there's a face to it, but just there's a difference. <laughs> like let's not and, make the person an actual character. <laughs> yeah, and certainly the last thing we want. Is a live sex celebration, sex celebration between Miro and CJ. Look, there's only need to be one. Then never before, never again. And, <laughs> and that even that was unnecessary. Yeah, even that was unnecessary. But never before, never again. That was one of those things where it's like, you know, being in our teens or whatever. Yeah, that was cool to watch as long as no one walks in while we're watching it. Yeah, and it's also kind <laughs> of those things. It's like if I was Lita or Edge. I would sleep with one eye open. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because if it was if I was Matt Hardy in that situation, it's not going down like that. You're mm-hmm. not going to humiliate me on television. Yeah, that'd be a dark side of the ring in a parallel universe. That's all I'm saying. I remember I was never more behind the Matt Hardy character than right then. Yeah, because and we it- all know that pain. <laughs> Yep. Well, not that. That's fucking not never. But that's <sighs> that's some next level shit. Like everybody knows your shit. <laughs> like, yep. God damn. But that was fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, eh, it's Matt Hardy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could slap a tornado. I have that song on my uh on my phone. What would have been called my MP3 player? Ugh, MP3 player. Right. Yeah. Uh Hook. So is CM like Punk a... gonna wrestle Hook? I know he's gonna wrestle Will Hobbs. Uh, yeah. I why? Like... I like. I know. I know why. But why? I don't think CM Punk is gonna wrestle Hook just because. Please don't. It no. Will blatantly show us why Hook shouldn't be in the ring yet. Also, as it is, I was about to say Hook kind of just looks like, uh, no pun intended. A punk that needs to get snuffed. Being in a match with CM Punk is a rub in itself, and mm-hmm. he does not—he didn't earn that, so Correct. that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, gra- granted, we've barely seen anything out of him, but I don't think he's exactly the reason I, I why can't see him not being greenish. At least, exactly the reason why he shouldn't have a match with CM Punk. Yeah, Willie Hobbs. Willie Hobbs. He's an intimidating-looking dude. He's, he's a big dude. He looks like a killer. Yeah, you know, and 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 for the record, a lot of these guys look like killers. 
Like, Santana Ortiz definitely look like killers. Mm-hmm. And look, I know there's a pattern here, but just hold on a second, okay? <laughs> you know, a lot of people can look like killers and be from all sorts of walks of life, okay? Dexter Loomis looks like Dexter a killer. Loomis is like the scariest kind of killer. Like the other killers I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, stabbing people, shooting people, you know, mm-hmm. rolling people up in a carpet, throwing one off a bridge. But, like, Dexter Loomis, like, it, like, cutting pieces of you as he's killing you and eating you, you know, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be quick with that guy. Yeah, that's going to be, like, you might get flayed. You might get, like, he might skin you He might bit. take pieces of your face off little by little to try on. Mm-hmm. He might, he might turn you into a jigsaw puzzle. He might make pretzels out of you. I don't know. I'm sorry. I had nothing. <laughs> he could like take all the skin off your face little by little, right? In in small clumps, leave them out to dry, and then see if they'll fit back together like a jigsaw. Jesus puzzle. Christ, man. You put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> Do you have more, you fucking psycho? I don't know. Do I have I to like want like your wife or something? With it. Hmm? Are you gonna do I have to warn your wife that you might be nah. crazy? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> She'll probably be no, you're crazy. Because <laughs> you called me to uh, tell me this. <laughs> I didn't call you to tell her. No, I'm saying that's what she would say if I oh, called her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, she she calls me weird. She does call me crazy every now and then, but it's just because I do like weird shit. We both like weird shit. Yeah. So it's whatever. Uh, 2.0 in, you mentioned them before, in yet another Dynamite main event. I don't get it, but okay. Exactly. It's like, they weren't even anybody's in NXT. I don't recall them having a match. I know they had like their pre-show pre-show mm-hmm. called uh, Ever Rise Rules, a title I simply disagreed with. Ever Rise um, Rules, brother! The one of them that's chubbier... I don't want to say fat because he's not fat, but he's chubby. Like he has a thicker face. I feel like he's more '80s. Like he's like like he always gives that like '80s kind of promo where he doesn't blink. He keeps his eyes super wide open, looking directly at the camera. Super intense. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, it's like it's like all right, you know, like maybe step down from Ultimate Warrior a little bit more. You know. Yeah, I saw that. That sucked. Saw that dark side of the ring the other day. What an asshole that guy I don't know, is. I don't know if I saw that one. I think I might have. That's the last season that just passed. Yeah, I, I gotta catch up. I keep saying that. But like me, I'm off uh, all week except Monday, so I'll probably um, start on that. Um, But yeah, I'm not seeing... Like, I don't care about 2.0. There's no connection. Yeah. I don't know why they're called 2.0. I don't know why it's 2... The word point and zero and not 2.0, you know? Yeah. Not getting it. And this Daniel Garcia looks like some jamoke from like nowhere with a bad haircut. I don't like his haircut. It's weird. He looks weird. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not seeing them. I, I feel like they just need something for Mox and Kingston to do to keep them that's not like 
a run at the tag titles or the elite or whatever. Yeah. Hey, do you think Moxley's dad is alive? I I don't know. Because I was just never thought about I was it. just thinking. Remember that time John Cena's dad had to fight Randy Orton. Yes. And like John Cena's handcuffed like outside the ring or whatever. And he has mm-hmm. to watch Randy Orton beat up his dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like what more could you do to Moxley <laughs> at this point? Like could you just beat the fuck out of his father in front of him? Like <laughs> That reminds me, um Look, oh, if cool. he's dead, Someone... no disrespect. I was just making a joke. I'm not trying to be mean or nothing. I know, that's also why I'm moving on from it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Blade, the Blade this week, he tied Penta's mask to the to the ring rope. Yeah, it's like, oh, look how they're cheating with the masks again. That's a clever way to do it, though. And I thought, like, this is how, like, this is a small thing that ultimately will be looked back on, and they're going to say this. That's how you elevate the tag team championships, by having... It taken so seriously that Penta literally left his mask where it was to break up a pinfall. That's how you say these tag titles are more important than my Lucha Heritage. That was big, I think. Hmm. Am I am I digging too deep? Um Nah, you're alright. Alright. Like maybe it was, uh, I know they've kind of been feuding for a while. Maybe it was a little early to go for a move like that, but I thought that was cool. And uh, who I think it was um, was it Don Callis on commentary that said that that was a good idea and sort of led on that maybe his guys would do that. That carny piece of shit. He is a carny piece of shit. I fucking hate Don Callis. He's the worst. That's why he's so good at it. And you know what? I like Judas, but I don't want to hear them sing it anymore. Like, a lot of these people can't sing. I like the Jericho Mm -hmm. version. Can I have the Jericho version? Please. Stop being fucking cheap. Stop like, oh, I don't even need to play my music. I'm so cool. The fans will sing it. I want to fucking hear them. Mm -hmm. I want to hear Fozzy. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Um, the Ruby Soho, almost said right. Ruby Soho, Britt Baker. That was kind of awkward. It was like she was nervous. Ruby saying you're you're just another chick banging some dude in the back. Well, that is has only been true for like the past three weeks because Britt made her own name for herself, literally in the past two two and a half years before Adam Cole Bebe got there. Yeah, so. Yeah. That was sort of a, I don't want to, like an incorrect statement by Ruby Soho. It, but, it's uh, just hyperbole. Uh, She's just trying to like shit on her. I And I definitely think they do their own promos. Yeah. And like I'm that, pretty that was sure she asked the... her if I could do that like thing. Yeah. Probably. Or not. But, that, but that... It's, Ruby seemed kind of, she was kind of nervous. Like it, it wasn't great. Like some of the words. Like yeah, well, like she said, she never had a cha- this kind of opportunity before, so obviously it's, there's going to be some growing pains there. Yeah, Kurt Cameron, y'all. Anyway, growing pains. Hmm. Hey. Yeah. On that note, speaking of Christian conservative, 
<laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like the Lord and Roman Reigns. Can't have one without the other, if I'm being honest. True, true, true. The true, true. Shall we? I mean, as long as there's nothing else to discuss, then we can just go and. I got nothing. All right. All right. Cool. So, if if you want to get in touch with the Basin Bookers for opportunities, Mr. McMahon, or otherwise, uh, you can email us, basinbookers at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet us or DM us. DMs are open at Basin Bookers, at Basement Jair, at Rich the Riz. Uh, Instagram, Basin Bookers Pod. Uh, and of course we have a Facebook page just look up Facebookers on there you'll find it and as far as this podcast you can find that on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and our champ Jer has a party message you know I normally say that the match of life is scheduled for one fall and you should make it count mm-hmm. and then I say whatever but like you know thanks for listening to the basement bookers podcast everybody who comes all the time and you know and it's about time you acknowledge me because i've been right all the time so far so just saying just just remember (laughs) i told you guys i told you last week i said biggie was gonna be a wwe champion um i told you guys that was gonna be the new day versus the bloodline i told you that i told you that and not one of y'all, not, now, no acknowledgement, but that's okay. Life is busy, you know, you got things you got to do, but at least you follow the bookers, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to do there it this way. Thanks, everybody. And then we're going to stop right here. You know, you got things you got to do, but at least you follow the bookers, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to do there it this way. Thanks, everybody. And then we're going to stop right here.